And welcome back again, ladies and gentlemen, to another exciting episode of the Lost Podcast of Titan, a father and son journey through the sci-fi series that unite our generations. My name is Jeremiah. My name is Mike. And we like to discuss those series that we both like and unite our generations, as I mentioned previously. This is not just me scrounging for uh, a good jumping off point. <laughs> but uh, right now we are in Star Trek The Animated Series, uh, and we are diving into the episode The Survivor. Which was written by James Schirmer. 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 Who was a liar, hack, and a fraud. Oh, come on! <laughs> give, him some, give, him some, give him a chance. I mean, this is the only foray into Star Trek that he did. Other than that, he did a lot of other... Because he was run out of town for being a liar, a hack, and a fraud. I'm just, I'm just, uh. I'm just fucking around. Uh he wrote ep- he wrote episodes and he was the producer of the High Chaparral. I've never at heard the of age that of thirty one. Never heard of that. Show. It was a it was a popular western. Back also, in stop stop giving people's ages when they're do- making these major accomplishments. It makes me feel bad here. Okay. Well, I'm sorry. Maybe like, you need to get up off the pot and. <laughs> oh fuck yeah! I was I was watching like a documentary yesterday about uh, exoplanets, and it's like. The, the astrologist or astrophysicist who first discovered an exoplanet was 28 when he made the discovery. And I, I just sort of stopped, got up, had existential crisis, <laughs> drank myself well, to an early grave, you know. <laughs> it's like that uh, woman who first discovered erupting volcanoes on the Jupiter moon of Io. It's not that she was actually searching for them. She, I believe what she just happened to be the one... Uh, watching the incoming data from the Voyager probe when she spotted the eruption, so she gets the credit for it. Mm. Sometimes it's not who you are, how much you know; it's where you are and what you're doing. Well, so, well, the the developer of the Voyager probe should have gotten a byline on it. God damn it! It's like you know, oh. with 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 a with a layup from the guy who you know developed the Voyager probe. Or then there was the girl who. Uh, collated the data for the image of the black hole or something like that. Oh, you remember that? Like after uh, Interstellar came out, they actually had a picture of a black hole and it looked pretty much like they what they imagined it would be. Okay, you don't... but I don't remember who the name of the person. Was. Oh, I don't remember either. I just remember you know she. Was, oh, okay. Uh, she had like. 12 eight terabyte hard drives all in a row that was where all the data was kept i was like jesus christ holy shit i'd like to have seen a picture of that there was a picture of that i'll show it to you later i I think i have two things to show you after this but uh oh okay in the meantime i was going to uh throw a completely unrelated mental exercise welcome to our survivor uh uh, discussion episode (laughs) ladies and gentlemen anyway go ahead uh okay let's say for sake of argument, that uh-huh. you are living in the Dune universe. I'm living in the Dune universe. You're a passenger on a guild highline. Uh, I'm a rich motherfucker. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, something happens, and the highliner crashes on an on a unexplored world. Uh, Missionaria Protectiva. Got it. And <laughs> and the, uh, most of the crew and the passengers survive. Okay. But there's not an obvious source of food around. So here's my question. Okay. If you took the guild navigator and sautéed him in garlic butter or something and ate him, would that be 
A little spicy, though. Okay. No, I was like, would you consider that cannibalism? Um, I consider it tasty. <laughs> okay, I should have I should have known that that's where you would be heading with this, but going off on admittedly here. going off on another tangent. Uh-oh. Um have you okay, I I I know you watched some gameplay walkthroughs for some stories for some video games. Have you ever sure. watched uh, the walkthroughs of uh Telltale Games the Borderlands, Tales from the Borderlands. No, I have not. It is glorious. Should, should I? Oh, should I? Put, I was going to say, should I put that down on my to-do list? Uh, yes. Although I would also maybe try and watch like the Borderlands one and two, just so you kind of have an idea of the universe, um, or at least do a a, a Google or a wiki search for the storylines because it's uh. It's a corporate dystopian future, but with a more comedic bent. But sometimes it hits a little too close to home. Like they're they're laughing and making jokes about things, but you do understand the underlying point, and you're worried that this might not actually be that far fetched in the distant future. So, okay, yeah. I shall make a point of looking. But to uh, throw out to the. But audience. it reminds me because there was a there was a, a crash, and uh, all the accountants. On the uh, the space station became savage cannibalistic barbarians in this wasteland, and is amusing. So there was kind of a Doctor Who episode with that premise, and uh, I just what? mentioned it in order Doctor Who episode with that kind of premise. And I just mentioned that in order to yank your chain a bit. What the fuck is Doctor Who? Who the fuck would name yeah. their show Doctor Who? Well, it was a sequel to Dr. Watt and Dr. Y. <laughs> mm-hmm. But anyway, so back to Star Trek the Animated <laughs> Series. This is the episode of The Survivor where they stumble across, uh, who's this guy's name? Carter Winston, yes. Carter Winston. The, the, the galactically famous traitor and long-lost philanthropist. Uh, yes. Who just happens to have his fiance on the fucking As- ship. We'll get back to her. No, so, she's on the inter. She's on the Enterprise. She's not on his ship. No, no, yeah. I mean, like, no. They, 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 uh, they come across a ship that's in distress. They beam this, uh, the pilot aboard. It is Carter Winston, the Galactic Trader, and his fiance is on the Enterprise. He's been lost for five years. His fiance is working security <laughs> on the Enterprise. We're going to get back to that. So, but we should point out Carter Winston's right hand is well developed. But right hand is well developed. Here. And also, uh, I'm perturbed again by this line. Like, uh, what was it? The Enterprise has rescued a living legend, the foremost space trader of our time. Carter Winston has acquired a dozen fortunes only to use his wealth time and again to assist Federation colonies in time of need or disaster. This motherfucker, for one thing, (laughs) it's it's like, what if Bezos kept becoming Bezos and then blowing his money on, you know, actually helping people and bettering the planet and then doing it multiple times, which is great. But again, what the fuck is wrong with the Federation colonies? Why are there so many disasters that it requires one dude blowing his fortune? And also, I thought we were in uh, the, the the gay communist space luxury uh, automation land here where uh, there is no money. 
but yet somehow he has fortunes, multiple fortunes. And somehow people need these fortunes to gain assistance. Yes. No one's doing it for free. Well, yeah, bear in mind, there are resources, products, services, whatever, that these planets need. And then there are other planets in the Federation that are like, oh, we can do that if you pay us. Like, what the hell is this bullshit? But anyway, so everyone is ooing and aahing. And, and Spock asks to see his identification papers, which or, or no, not papers, tapes, which apparently everyone keeps on them. The tapes identify him yeah. as uh, Carter Winston, um, his fiance. This guy's been lost for so many years, and so I, guess, I presume the spaceship was damaged. Yeah. But they beam him on board, and naturally, he's supposed to have papers with him. Exactly. So, uh... They're, they verify his identity, et cetera, et cetera. And they go about their business. Uh, his fiance comes to visit him and he's like, you must forget me. I'm a changed man after five years, which chuckle, chuckle kind of makes sense. Like I, I, I could see that. But then the, the episode goes where uh, Kirk is in the quarters. Carter Winston comes in and all of a sudden it turns into a tentacled alien knocks Kirk unconscious and takes over his form. Dun, dun, dun. And then Kirk, the fake Kirk orders the enterprise into the neutral zone, the Romulan neutral zone. There's confusion. They realize that there are, uh, there's a, what, what is it? What, what's the, what's the creature's name? Shapeshifter. Yeah, but isn't there oh, a, a, a Vendorian? Uh, there's a Vendorian aboard. Dun, 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 dun. And the Vendorian, uh, what is he? He takes over the image of uh, of McCoy. Basically, he's trying to uh, sneak around the Enterprise without you know being detected. And doesn't this sound familiar? It sounds very familiar. Yes. <laughs> but uh, so the so the Enterprise is now deep in the Romulan neutral zone because uh, Kirk was unconscious during most of this. Comes in, comes conscious again. Um, goes to like try and steer the Enterprise out of the neutral zone. They're cornered by Romulans. The uh, the Vandorian snips the uh, uh, deflector shield coil arrays. Uh, Romulans demand surrender and gives them limited time. And through the power of true love, because <laughs> the Vandoran absorbed the memories of Carter Winston or something like that, or the emotions. So he's, 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 you know, in love with his fiance still. And he becomes a deflector array or becomes a deflector shield period and saves the enterprise. Then he agrees to be taken and put under court martial or not a court martial, basically trial, but he also saved the enterprise. So that'll be taken into account. And Oh my God, this was, uh, <laughs> this was this was an episode, ladies and gentlemen. This was, and I and I have words for the fiance here. Okay, <laughs> can we hear them? <laughs> oh my fucking god! Okay, <laughs> so after so okay, the relationship. True was, love triumphs. Fuck that. Uh, she's just hungry for the D. Okay, now. 
Now, okay, so Carter Winston comes back and is like, I've, I'm a change man for five years. I don't think we could get married. That makes sense. If I had five years of trauma, I'm not sure I'd be the same person. You know, that's okay. <laughs> he definitely wasn't. <laughs> However, she is just completely into this alien who just happens to look like her fiance. And even when the he reveals himself to what his true form is, all the tentacly goodness, uh, <laughs> she's okay with it. And she's like, I'm in love with the memory, the 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 idea of Carter Winston. I'm like, holy shit, this is not healthy. Where is the ship's counselor? This is not healthy. This is not the basis of a relationship. And everyone's okay with this. Ooh. Everyone's okay with this. Holy shit, this was horrific. This was like this was like McCoy back on the Shoreleaf planet, where uh, the girl was almost raped by uh, 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 not Cyril de Bergerac, who was the Don Juan. Don Juan, right? She was almost raped by Don Juan. She escapes sexual assault into the arms of McCoy, and McCoy go leans into it as a chance to get laid. I'm like. Dude, n- no, no. Bad McCoy. Bad, oh, bad Lord. McCoy. <laughs> but yeah, so uh, that that really bothered me a lot. The whole idea of um, her just, you know, even admitting to herself that she loves the memory and idea of her ex-fiance who is now dead. And is going to be with this alien who is just going to take over, not not become Carter Winston, but use Carter Winston's image to, you know, completely uh, emotionally assault her, I guess. Like, holy shit. Also, it, it I makes would, you, go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, it makes you sort of wonder what would have happened if in the course of his plot, while he was on the Enterprise, it became necessary for him to assume the form of Anne Norred, his fiance. Uh, that'd be and weird. they run into each other. I have an idea about that, but we'll go back to that later. Uh, <laughs> okay. Also, the episode starts with another crop failure and another stop starving planet. Yeah. Like this is, this is not funny anymore. Like, Come on, Federation, get your shit together. Where was the continuity person at Paramount? He should have spotted this and say, okay, we've already had that. Scratch this out and come up with something else. Mm-hmm. Oh. But um, also, this is the first uh, appearance of uh, Ensign Purr, or whoever, the, whatever her name is. <laughs> Lieutenant Mores. Yes, the best, the best crew member <laughs> on the animated series. Best crew member, period. She's my number one pick. Yes, sir. Her voice, voice by Majel Barrett. Oh, good for her. And it was Michelle Nichols who did the voice of Ann Norrit. Oh, okay. And Carter Winston was not voiced by James Doohan, as some might automatically think, but by Ted Knight. Does huh. that name uh, mean anything to you? Uh, wasn't he in uh, the Batman show? Which which one? The live action, nineteen sixties. Uh, well, wasn't he, he the was Pharaoh? In, or the he Sinks? was in the. No, you're thinking of that's Victor Bono. <laughs> the fact no. that you knew who the fuck he was <laughs> scary. Well, 
What can I say? I'm a fan. <gasps> uh, uh, he did a lot of voice work. Ted Knight was the a major co-star on the old Mary Tyler Moore TV series. But he did a lot of voice work for Filmation back in the 60s. The Batman episodes and stuff he would be narrating. Oh, so he was he the Batman also guy. Be do- okay, all right. He was doing, you know, Meanwhile, at stately Wayne Manor, a shadowy figure appears in Bruce Wayne's bedroom. Catwoman. Purr. Well, hello, yeah. hello, Mr. Wayne. Purr. <laughs> and Bruce Wayne, you know, pats the, pats the side of the bed next to him and says, Plenty of room. <laughs> Which unfortunately did not happen. That or should else have they... happened. Why? Why is Why is uh, Selena Kyle never excited <clears throat> to rob Wayne Manor? Well, she did make a visit to Wayne Manor because uh, she had just stolen some crown jewels, and the Batman was trying to get them back. So he tricks the Catwoman to come visit him in the Wayne Manor library. I hasten to point out, and Bruce Wayne makes an offer for the crown jewels. Catwoman says. That sounds tempting, but let me think about a few other bits first. And Bruce Wayne says, all right, but here's $10,000 as a down payment. Catwoman says, ooh, attractive, and takes the money, not realizing that Bruce Wayne has slipped a tracking device into the stash of bill. Mm -hmm. And that was actually a lot more story exposition you would find than in uh, this episode of Survivor. Yeah, seriously. I think... There was a there was a lot going on here, and the subplot between Carter Winston and Ann Norred was interesting. No, this it was is not. Another, well, if, there if were so many red if, flags, it's not even funny. <laughs> well, it's nothing new for you, but maybe if, like the uh, more triples, more trouble. If this had been expanded to a hour long episode, we could have gotten more into the nuance. Stuff like that that would make a lot more sense when Anne decide hook up with someone who she uh, probably realized, hey, he could look like any stud, you know. I could think of get a picture of from a magazine or something. Yeah. Mm. But she went through all that time thinking that Carter that Carter Winston was gone, probably dead, and it never occurred to her to pick up her life and for five years another. Yeah, for five years. And, she, I, and she's, a, she's a hot little security number here on, you know, the most prestigious ship on the uh, in the fleet. Are you telling me that there have been no suitors? Like, come on. Well, remember, she's a security officer. She carries a phaser with her on uh, casual And yeah, it just makes it more attractive, okay? <laughs> oh, okay. But uh, let's see. Uh, what was the... Hold on. Did I have anything else? You were going to mention something uh, about... Oh, yes, 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 yes. So, you know who else was missing from this episode? Who? Our salt vampire. Imagine, no, have, imagine now, if they oh, were still on the ship, and all of a sudden there are three Kirks. I was going to say, hey, I'm the shape changer on this yeah, ship. Exactly, like there's a battle you're, between you're the, right. Van, Andorin and the, or the Van Doren and the, uh, the salt vampire. That would have been awesome. Oh, speaking of which, and at no additional cost to our audience, I went back to the original series and took a census of shape-changing race. (laughs) (laughs) And with the Vendorian, we now have five shape-changing races in uh, the Star Trek universe. Also, okay, listen to how overpowered this is. This one could shape-change into a deflector shield. Or a uh, medical examination bed. Yes, which that 
to me was stupid scene. Uh, Kirk, Spock, and McCoy well, actually, go into okay, the sick to bay. To be honest, to be honest, I actually was okay with that because he he, really? literally, he literally had only like a few seconds. It felt like a panicked move. Like I could, but I could McCoy buy could, that. But McCoy, who practically works and lives in sick bay, couldn't automatically tell that there was an additional bed. Well, it's McCoy. He was he was too busy thinking about incense per. Oh, he'd given up on the uh, girl from Shirley. No. Not to mention his wife was on an asteroid somewhere. N- no. And <laughs> Sinmaress is just who he's with on the Enterprise. Uh, per. per. Yes. <laughs> I love Sinmaress. Number one pick, number one girl, period. <laughs> She was a she was a nice addition to this series. She was, yeah. But anyway, so that was the survivor. Um, this is a uh, so far it's the low point of the animated series. I'm going to give I'm, it um, a, a C plus. Same here. Oh, okay, C plus. Oh, it's amazing how we're in more concert with the animated series than we are. I'm wondering if it's because it's the shorter format that there's less uh, room for us really to deviate. Not so much deviate, but there's, we can only find just so much fault in a half hour episode. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. But anyway, uh, let us know uh, which uh, cat-like uh, a crew member of the Enterprise is your favorite. <laughs> and email us at lostpodcastatitan at gmail.com. Okay, and y'all behave. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.